Hello and welcome back to this week's episode. Today I'm here with Carla Biesinger. She is a successful entrepreneur and at the age of 36, she decided to freeze her eggs to preserve her fertility for the future. And if you have been curious about what the process exactly looks like, what the pros and cons are, what the costs involved are, you came to the right place. Click play and take a listen. Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Anya. So excited to share and to Yeah, same, same. So let's dive right in and tell us like a little bit about your journey with egg freezing um, and how what the process looks like, what you have to go through. Sure. So I really started thinking about it last year when after I went for my yearly checkup with my gyno. And she just mentioned it because I'm now 36 and she said, you know, at, after 35, the quality of the eggs decreases. So is this something that you might consider given that you're single and, uh, you know, no babies or men inside? So since I live in Portugal and Portugal is one of the cheapest countries to do it, I actually just decided to go for it because I figured like I'm healthy, uh, you know, I, I don't feel old. Uh, I have the money right now. So I thought it was just going to be a super easy process. And uh, you have to be in the same country for an entire cycle. So I did it this, I think it was in March this year. And uh, basically the process is really quite simple. Like you go to the clinic, uh, you start it, you have to get checked I think it's just before you have your period and then they see just how many follicles you have and then you start taking the hormones. So I had to take medication, like two pills every morning and then every evening do the shots uh, for about eight days or nine days. It kind of depends. You then kind of go into the clinic to just check and they see how the eggs responded and if they're big enough then they basically give you more shots and then you have the retrieval so the whole process actually was really quite easy I don't have a problem with needles um it is obviously a little like you know you you're kind of pausing your life because you have to be home at a certain time every day and obviously throughout that process you want to be as healthy as possible and not drink alcohol etc so it's like a, a detox. Um, and then you go in, it's like anesthesia, 20 minutes, you're done. Um, and then what I didn't really know was kind of what happens afterwards and, and how the body reacts once you stop taking the hormones. So that was actually the more difficult part for me. Yeah, so that was my next question. Like, did you feel like supported throughout the process? I mean, you said you were good with needles, but it's still like emotionally, it sounds like a lot when you have to give yourself a shot every day and your hormones are probably a little bit all over the place, right? How, how was that emotionally? Yeah, it definitely was a little bit of a lonely 
period in my life. I I did share it with friends. I shared it with my my family that I was doing it. And I think people who've not gone through it just don't understand what it means. And I literally had to tell my family, I'm having my retrieval on Sunday. It would be really nice if you could check in with me and like think of me. And then they all called me and, you know, were really supportive. But like I actually received the most amount of support from a previous client of mine, uh, Vanessa, who's an egg freezing coach. And she was the one who actually inspired me to do it and who was really supportive in the whole process. But yeah, it definitely, you know, it does, it is a weird thing if you're doing this when you're single and like, you de I definitely have never felt more single than in those few weeks mm -hmm. <laughs> in I my bet. life. Yeah. Afterwards was like when the hormones like drop and it's like you're like, it was a mix of PMS feelings and just feeling almost depressed. Mm -hmm. And that was really tough. No one really prepared me for that. And that's the thing. I feel like so many topics around women's health, we are not really, they don't give you the insight. It's not a lot of support. It's like a little bit like when you, have your baby as soon as you leave the hospital it's kind of like okay it's over we did our job and then you are more or less on your own then you go to the pediatrician to take care of the baby but the women and their emotions and what they physically mentally have to go through is kind of not a lot of support out there yeah so it and definitely felt like you know this is a business and in the U.S. it's way more expensive than here or in other countries as well but I felt supported and the clinic everyone was super nice everyone here spoke really good English so that the whole part was fine and they did send an email the day after to just check in on my recovery but it felt like yeah I paid for this and that's kind of you know the the transaction yeah and not much more like I also think I I could have been better prepared going into this, like understanding that I could take vitamins to just kind of boost my fertility or I could follow a specific diet. Like I only found all of these things out afterwards. And part is because I just didn't inform myself enough in upfront because I thought it was just going to be quick and easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if someone wants to prepare for it like now in hindsight what would be your recommendation or tip to get the process started yeah so first of all the the very first thing you can do is a blood test to mm -hmm. actually see like your level of fertility and that doesn't cost very much so i definitely would suggest to just if you're thinking about it just do it because then you either know like, okay, I'm actually closer to like the average or I was already a little below average or I'm actually totally fine and I don't have to stress so much about it. Um, and then, so I spoke to a friend who did freeze her eggs and she was really preparing for it months in advance and was not drinking any alcohol, just being very, very healthy. I think there's a lot you can do in terms of, eating um, meat products mm -hmm. or animal products mm -hmm. and also vitamins. And she actually is 37 and got, I think, 
16 or 18 eggs and I only got two. So, oh, so it really varies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and how, what is a good number? What, what do they say? So because, you know, you're freezing them. So when you unfreeze them, some of them might not make it. Uh, they say anywhere from 10 to 15 is a good number. And so obviously with me only having two, I would have to do multiple other rounds to mm. get to that number, which I actually decided I'm not going to do. Mm. That's um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time you pay. And then it's just, I think for me now, it's been three months since I've done it. And it was like the first month was just really tough. The second month, even like my period was seven days late mm. so then that added stress and again you know hormonal changes so it really takes a toll on your body um I think if you know that you want to have kids it's a great option and the sooner you do it the better just to like maximize the number of eggs you can get for me I you know I'm not sure I want to have kids so it seems like a lot of time and stress on my body and emotions to go through it again and again and again but yeah yeah totally I totally get it and the other thing is that I feel like we don't really talk a lot about is that's only part one because then whenever you are ready then you have to go through the IBS IVF process right so this same thing or similar procedure all over again it's yeah really it is so much yeah it's, it's very it's a very intense journey and I actually heard from so many women about their fertility journeys and it just made me realize that I'm not alone with this it was actually very very helpful mm. to feel understood and to feel like yeah just not so alone and uh, I think yeah it's the problem is like women's health doesn't there's not enough research there's not enough resources. There's not enough support. Um, like just looking at some of the numbers, you know, how much the, how much money is put into erectile dysfunction research, oh, yeah. EMS <clears throat> research, et cetera, or like endometriosis, all of these things. It's just so not balanced. Totally. There's a, a huge gap, a lot of work to do. Yeah, but I think like what we are doing right now, talking about it, and I really appreciate you opening up because that's such a personal and intimate thing to talk about. But for someone else to hear your story, I'm sure you're going to inspire other women to, to talk more about it. And then, yeah, I... I through you, I found out that there is coaches that help you through the process. I mean, that is amazing. So we also have to spread the word about that. So there is support out there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in terms of support, like Vanessa, she specializes in freezing your eggs and IVF abroad, uh, especially for Americans. It's such an amazing option. There's nutrition um, practitioners, uh, registered dietitians who actually help with the whole nutrition side of things to go in more prepared 
Um, so there is definitely support available, but I think it's like something that's not openly available. You have to, like, I found all of these women on Instagram, mm. right? resources that are given from the clinics. Yeah. Yeah. And I read somewhere that the best age to do it is actually in your twenties. I didn't even know anything about this when I was in my twenties. So I think really the education needs to be there so women can start the process sooner. But like you said, it's so expensive. So what is the, speaking about the cost, like just so we have a number, like how much is it in Portugal compared to a place like the US? How, what is the- Yeah, so I spent about 400 euros on the medication. And then the first round of egg freezing at this clinic was 2000. And then every additional round would be the meds again, and then a thousand. So you get 50% off for additional rounds. And I know from friends in the US, the medication alone is like 4,000. And then the um, the treatment, I think it's about 10,000 per round. Oh my God, that is so much money. And then do you have to pay like a, a storage fee? If you want to keep your eggs for like five years or is that an extra fee? I would think yeah. so. So with this clinic, they actually store them for three years for free. And then it's, I believe, 30 euros a month. So mm-hmm. it's quite okay. Again, you know, for someone in the US, it might even be worth just to come on holidays to somewhere like Portugal, get the medication and save three and a half thousand dollars on that and you know if you want to do it the egg freezing actually in your place but I think there's so many amazing options of other countries where you can do this process um that it's worth looking into I think yeah and especially if you have to do unfortunately several rounds I mean that adds up quickly yeah yeah there's also the option that I found out And this wasn't really an option for me, but some of my friends who have partners or husbands and they know they want to have a baby together, just not now, you can actually freeze embryos. Mm. So it's kind of like taking one step away from the IVF Mm -hmm. and just freezing the embryos and then they get planted when you're ready. Um, So that's, um, I think the chances of them actually getting pregnant are a little bit higher. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this. Um, Yeah, it's really depressing, you know, that we have to already go through so much with our hormones and everything and that there's not more research and ways to make this all a little easy on women. Yeah, I think, you know, like, I never really thought about it either. But just when you're a teenager so many girls like including me I started taking the pill when I was like 17 and so there's years and years of taking hormones I know now there's some other options instead of taking the pill like more local uh, hormones but still you know this it should be something that's available to women at an earlier age that and something that shouldn't be so expensive because 
as a 25 year old you don't have ten thousand dollars lying around to like go and freeze your eggs it's so that is so true because if you look at the age recommendation which is your 20s who has that spare money at that age true yeah yeah like, that's why I never even considered it, not only because it wasn't really on my radar, but also I just didn't have that money lying around. And even in like countries like in Europe, like Portugal, it's not covered at all by insurance, is it? So I actually, I know in, in the US, the insurance may take, uh, take over a, a small percentage. I don't think in Europe, I actually, yeah, didn't even look into it because I, it didn't even come to my mind. Yeah, uh, but if, even if it is, it's not a lot. And here, you know, even if they cover a little bit, it's so much more money up front. So it won't, in the end, it's probably still a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a great thing to do. Uh, I did it because I wanted to have just that peace of mind of not having to stress about it or, you know, go into a relationship thinking like now this has to be the one. Um, and I got two, so I'm okay with that. But, you know, then it just also kind of opened my mind to, I think as a woman at one point or another, you're going to go through this when you're deciding or when you're asking yourself, do I want to have kids? Like it's going to happen at one point or another. And for some of us, it happens when we're in our 20s. For some, it happens in our 30s. For some, it happens in our 40s. So that's something that we have to face at, at some point. Yeah. Um, for me, it just kind of triggered that to happen now with all of this. And it's definitely given me some clarity on what I want and what I'm open to as well. Yeah, that's great. And it's always nice to know we have options, right? There's options out there. But um, yeah, there's, and you know, you might still change your mind, you know, who knows? Now you know what it's like and you can decide yeah. whenever, whatever you want to do. That's what it's all about, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so again, thank you so much for opening up and let us know where women can find you. And if you are open, if anyone feels like they have more questions and want to reach out to you. Absolutely. So Instagram is probably the best way at Carla Biesinger. Um, you can probably put that in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm super open. If someone wants to send me a, a direct message, I'm happy to chat and to share or to help in any way that I can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it because there might someone be out there who would like to personally reach out and ask more questions. It's such an, you know, personal topic too. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. Anytime. Right. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Anya. <laughs>